the title of tonight's talk. The title of tonight's talk is Practice Discernment. It's a big church word. We're going to break it down tonight in the next 12 minutes and 11 seconds. Discernment. Discernment. It's not really a, a word that's talked about a lot in church. Discernment. Discernment. It's not really an idea that's kind of brought to life with believers nowadays. Discernment. And I'm going to talk about it. Some of you guys have no idea what I'm saying, but it's going to make sense later. Discernment. Discernment. This idea of, of, of knowing good and evil and walking in that. Discernment. I want to read some Bible verses. Um, this is like 10 verses. So stick with me. The book of Daniel, chapter 3. Will, Will, do we have all the verses? We got half of it, so I'll just keep reading here. The book of Daniel, chapter 3. Once, once, the, once the words run out, just turn to me. You guys ready for this? I had to. The book of Daniel. Discernment. This is a story in the Old Testament of three Hebrew boys. They were in a culture where God wasn't the, the main God. There was other gods. And there was a king. And the king instructed for people to bow down to another god. In other words, modern-day America, society does not worship our God. Duh. It's not a mandate to be Christian in our society. If anything, they're pushing Jesus out of schools. They took prayer away from schools. They're taking God away from the, present, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance. They're, they're removing God from society. So it's kind of like the same temperature of the book of Daniel. Society, people, they're, they're taking God out of a bunch of stuff. And then it's us, right? Believers, and we're, we're, we're walking in this thing called life, and sometimes we don't know what to do, how to stand up, what to do. And these three Hebrew boys are in that same atmosphere. And this is where we pick up. It says, verse 4, then the herald loudly proclaimed, nations and people of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, Zither, lure, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music. You must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Verse 6. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be burned, thrown into a, a blazing furnace. You see kind of what's happening. Bow down to our gods or you will be put to death. It's not that drastic nowadays. It's all right. You know, it's in America, at least, you can be Christian. And that's all good. You might get some scrutiny. You might get some oh, weirdo. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's kind of it. That really is kind of it. It's the social pressure. It's not really much a physical pressure. It's not really much, you know, it's condemnation. You know, we're kind of living in a free country. But in this, in this scenario, listen, it's, it's what we do and not what you do, and you will die. Imagine that today with church be so packed. Come on. Where's your heart at? This is me too. Like, what, where would I be? Like, what, what would church be like today in those circumstances? And listen, back then, in these times, they will burn and kill your flesh. I just believe everything now is just actually spiritual. Believe whatever you want to believe. But if you believe that there is one way to heaven, I'm going to exclude you. I'm going to bully you. I'm not going to hurt the person on the outside. I'm going to damage the person on the inside. That's today's society. So it's not so much of a burning on the outside. It's not so much of a torment. 
and a killing to your, to your flesh and bones. But man, it's to your emotions, to your spirit. And I really think that's worse. To die believing rather than to live dead. And it says in verse 7, Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the horn, flute, scissor, lyre, harp, and all kinds of music, all the nations and peoples of every language fell down and worshipped the image of that gold the king Nebuchadnezzar set up. I love this. Verse 8. As, at this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, may the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who heard the sound of the horn, sither, lerp, harp, and pipe, and all kinds of music, look at this, must fall down and worship the image of gold. And whoever does not fall will be thrown into a fire furnace. Verse 12. Read with me. But there were some Jews whom he had set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Verse 13, furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they told him the news. Listen, just imagine with me, right? Huge field, thousands of people, nations of every tongue, at the sound of music, they bow down to, the, to their God, and three boys are sticking out of the crowd. Three believers in, in, in the one true God are just standing up somewhere in the crowd. They're just standing there. Everyone's bowing down, posted up, right? The helpers, they see them, they tell King... Verse 13, furious with rage, so, so look at me, there's no more verses. Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought to the king. Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true that you three, you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I set up? Now when you heard the sound of the horn and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace that and then what God will be able to rescue you from, from the hand? So you don't believe in my God, I'm going to throw you in, burn you, and then that God you stand up for, who's, who's going to rescue you then? Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hands. I love this. But even if he does not, we want you to know, Mr. King, that we will not serve your gods. We will not bow to your image of gold. We will stand firm. King Nebuchadnezzar was furious with these three boys. His attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter. He commanded some of the strongest soldiers of his army to throw them into the furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace was so hot that the flames killed some of the soldiers that was throwing them in. That's how hot it was. And these three men thrown into the furnace they stood standing in the middle of the fire and they replied king nebuchadnezzar leaps to his feet in amazement he asks his advisors weren't there three men 
we tied up and threw in there because I see somebody else standing in there with them. We threw in three, but they believed in somebody, and I think he's joining them in that fire. He replied, certainly, your majesty. Verse 25, he said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound, unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. He denounced the gods, saw their God, and said he looks like a god. Say that again. He denounced their God, saw their God, and called him God. Verse 26, Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the, the, the furnace. He yelled to them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out here. So they came out, and the straps, everything, they, they, they were still strapped, and all the governors and soldiers surrounded them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor were their hair even lit up. There was nothing wrong with them. Their robes were not scorched. They were still fresh, you know. They had the rope threes. <laughs> Probably looked like Kanye's clothing. I don't know. <laughs> then King Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to God, the God of these three men who has sent his angels to rescue him from servants. Watch this. Listen how to everything. They trusted in him and defied the king's commands and were willing to give up their lives rather than to serve and worship any other god than their own god. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation, any nation or language who say anything against these three men's gods will be cut into pieces and their houses be burned into piles of rubble. Anyone who comes against the, these three boys, he's still a psycho. People are still dying, right? <laughs> they will be killed. Practice discernment. Can we throw the, the title up? Practice discernment. These three boys were doing something individually that they could not do together. These three boys were standing together in the middle of the fire in the middle of all the ruckus, hear me, hear me. And this is kind of what a picture of discernment looks like. When you know your God and you know the Bible and it's leading you one way, but the world is saying something else. It may not be that drastic. When one of your friends is saying to go this way and another of your friends is saying to go this way. Discernment, let's throw up the definition. It's the spiritual ability to see between truth and error. Discernment is the spiritual ability, a.k.a. if you said yes to Jesus on this altar or any altar at any moment, God has given you his Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit has now inclined you to be a radar in the spirit realm and see whether something is true or to see if something is false. And then why isn't discernment being talked about nowadays in church? Here is why, because the modern church is being pushed more and more towards the nations and languages of everyone bowing down to Nebuchadnezzar's gods church nowadays and believers are being led little by little towards this false worship and discernment is when you as a believer say no 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 listen the bible says something different than when everyone else is walking the bible is saying something different than where everyone is leading me to and the holy spirit the person we pray to we believe in a three-part god god the father god the son and god the holy spirit 
all the same God and all split up and all one at the same time. Sounds complicated, but it's very simple because I'm a son, I'm a brother, and I'm a boyfriend, but I'm still the same person. The Trinity is God activated in different ways, but he's still the same God. So the Holy Spirit that you believe in, that I believe in, that is implanted into all of you. Listen, he wants to be your spiritual radar so that your faith will not be dwindled. He wants to walk with you in life. He wants to lead you. And he wants you to look at moments like these three Hebrew boys saw and say, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not called to that. I'm bigger than this. Think about it. I mean, just really think about it. Imagine if this stage was a cliff, right? And life, this is what life was. Imagine life was to walk this mountain and to fall off the cliff, the cliff, the cliff into the deep end and die. Imagine that was life. Very tragic and very depressing. That life is just you walking and walking until one day you die. I mean, life without Jesus is kind of like that, right? We're just living and living and graduating and graduating, get a good job, right? Get married, have some kids, retire, and then die. But how many guys, be, there's a kingdom in heaven that is unseen that we're going to be at one day. So imagine this is life, right? Imagine at that end is, 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 is drugs, right? Imagine at the end of this cliff is drugs. Imagine at the end of this cliff is sex. Imagine at the end of this cliff is pornography. Imagine at the end of this cliff is lust. Imagine at the end of this cliff is sin that will ultimately lead you to destruction. And everyone's in line walking this way. Discernment is you stopping and turning around. Discernment is you walking towards one way. And now, wherever you are in this walk, you might get it at five, you might get it at 50. But wherever you are in this walk, the Holy Spirit wants to lead you and say, wait a minute, these decisions that a lot of people seem to be making, these ideologies that a lot of people seem to be following, that every way is right. The Holy Spirit is leading you to make a decision and to step out of the line and say, wait a minute, that leads to death. That leads to bondage. This leads to a life away from God. Discernment is when the Holy Spirit comes into you and allows you to step out of the line and look and examine and say, I've been going down this path way too long, but God's calling me a different direction. Stand up on your feet tonight. I told you it was a quick sermon. It's fire and brimstone tonight. Come on, stand up. Pick your neighbor up if it's taking too long. And I want you to tell your neighbor, listen, Jesus is calling me. Tell your neighbor, come on, all seriousness. Say, Jesus is calling me. Here's the thing. You know what discernment is? Discernment is daring. Discernment is not talked about a lot. But listen to me, church, young person, middle schooler, high schooler. Discernment is daring. It's not, it's not really popular to step out of the line and take a look at what's going on and say, listen, I'm not called to that. I'm better than that. I'm bigger than that. It's daring. Listen, I'd rather live a life daring than live a life in bondage. I'd rather live a life daring that leads to life than to live a life comfortable that leads towards destruction. And you're here tonight and you're saying, wow, I want to begin to discern things. I want to begin to discern things on my own. It only happens when the Holy Spirit is implanted into your heart. 
A lot of us have said yes to God already. So now start, now, now is when we practice discernment and we practice the activation of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Every head bow, every eye closed. I want to read one more verse to you. I'm going to close out in prayer. It says in 2 Peter, verses 1 and 3, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who has called us by His own glory and goodness. Knowledge of Him will lead us. Knowledge of our God will lead us. Every head bowed, nobody looking around. It's just you and God. Listen, tonight becomes the night, I believe, in the spiritual aspect of your life. God wants to begin to lead you into a life of discernment. Discernment. The ability to see between good and evil. Discernment. The ability to look at a situation and see if it's true or it's not true discernment. And listen, I don't care how young you are in this house tonight. I don't care where you come from, your walk of life. God wants to lead you into a life of discernment. God doesn't, God doesn't want to just speak to you on Friday nights. I don't know who that was for. God, does, God doesn't just want to speak to you on Friday nights. He wants to speak to you on Monday. He wants to speak to you on Tuesday. He wants to lead you on Wednesday. He wants to push you forward on Thursday. And on Friday, you're just a ticking time bomb, ready to explode in the things of God. Every head bow, every eye closed. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. On the count of three, listen to me. The first prayer is for salvation. If you're in this house tonight and you have yet said yes to Jesus, if you have yet said yes to Jesus, on the count of three, all over this house, if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus for the very first time, I'm going to simply ask you to raise your hand as a sign of surrender on the count of three. If you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, a lot of us has made this decision. Listen, no one's looking around. Nobody's judging you. It's just you and God. If you want to follow Jesus for the very first time tonight on the count of three, shoot your hand up. Ready? One, two, three. Unashamed. Shoot your hand up. Unashamed. 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 Go ahead and put your hand down. I want you to grab the shoulder of the person next to you all over this house. And we're going to pray a prayer of salvation. Even for those who, who didn't have the courage to lift their hands, we're going to pray a prayer of salvation. Repeat after me. Say, Jesus. Come on, say, Jesus. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, Jesus. I surrender to you. I believe in you. I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. Write my name in the book of life. I am no longer the same. I will not be a follower of the world. I'll be a follower of Jesus. I believe that my eternity is in your hands. Can we give a loud shout of praise in this place tonight?